Happy Friday. Welcome back to another episode of the Byword Show and happy belated Mother's Day to all you mamas out there. I was trying to figure out what to record an episode about. And when I asked you guys on social media, somebody said you wanted to hear some of the things I've learned through motherhood. And I love that idea. I have never really talked about that before. And, um, I think it'll be really fun. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I want to start off by saying that I was hesitant to do this episode because Mother's Day was this week and my due date was actually on Tuesday, which was two days after Mother's Day. And I just didn't know how it would be, um, like how I would feel going into this, but I, I feel I feel okay. I feel good. I feel at peace about it. Um, I was actually talking to a friend about healing recently and she said something that I really liked. She said, um, how do you know that you're healed from something? And she was comparing it to a scar on your body. And she said, you know, you, you can tell that you're healed if when you touch it, it doesn't hurt. And I thought that was a really good way to look at it because especially with something like a miscarriage or something that's, you know, just really painful and traumatic and intense, it can take a long time to feel okay about it. Um, especially because there are so many waves of healing, you know, like it happens and then you have your due date that comes and goes, um, and, and you see friends having their babies and it's just hard. Um, but that being said, I feel good to be where I'm at. I feel grateful to have community who has helped me in the healing process. And I'm excited to share with you some of the things that I have learned about motherhood along the way, because Although I don't have a lot of experience, Jude is only two and a half. I feel like we have walked a lot in those two and a half years. And obviously we're still continuing to learn and grow so much in the process. But I just wanted to share a couple of things that have helped me and that I have loved about motherhood and that challenged me about motherhood. So let's just dig in. First of all, I will say if you are a mom or if you are pregnant and you're going to be a mom or if you want to be a mom someday, I cannot recommend enough. Having a community of good, solid moms who are parenting children that you admire and who have um, discipline practices and family practices that you really like and value and would want in your own family, spend time with those people, ask them questions, learn from them, see what they do. Um, that was really helpful for me. Our church actually has a group called Wisdom for Moms, and it's our pastor's wife who leads it. And she just shares all of the wisdom that she has learned in all of the years of her raising five kids that are now all grown and have families of their own. And um, it's just been such a cool thing to to hear from someone who has successfully raised children who are now successfully raising their own children. And it's been really cool also to be in a group of other moms at all different stages of life. There are some moms in there who had kids in their thirties and there are some pregnant moms who haven't had kids yet. And it was so fun getting to troubleshoot things and ask questions and see, you know, what's working for you and what's not working for you. Or, oh my goodness, what did you do at this stage? I feel like a to I'm at a total loss. I don't know how to handle this. And it's just so helpful to be able to go through something like parenting and motherhood with people like together. I feel like it's so true. I mean, everybody says it takes a village. It truly, truly does. So if you have access to people, a community of moms, take advantage of that as much as you can. I am, I'm so serious. Like anytime, any chance you can get, ask your questions, get support, ask for help when you need it. That was so helpful for me, even in pregnancy. Um, actually there was something I'm trying to remember. There was a book called things I wish I would have known before we became parents. I think it's by Gary Chapman, who's the love languages guy, but that was something else that helped 
um, as far as like asking questions and facilitating conversations, especially between Christopher and I, because we would go through that book. It's really cool. It touches on all these different topics of parenting. And um, at the end of each chapter, it gives you questions to be able to ask your partner and kind of get their opinion on things and their perspective on different things. Because it asks questions like, what are some things that your parents did that you really loved and were special? And what are some things that you would want to change? Or what did you love about your family dynamic? And what do you hope for our family dynamic? And talking about expectations and things like that. And it was just really helpful to have some of those conversations before we had kids. But even now, that's a book that I would recommend referencing back to. And I, I need to reference back to because there are so many things like potty training and stages that we're not fully there yet. Like it's just really nice to have some questions and things to help you facilitate those conversations. So I would say definitely community and having conversations with your spouse about what's the best option for your child. Um, it, it's just so helpful. Like I feel like you can never be prepared enough to raise a child. Something that actually shocked me about motherhood was that I felt like I was overprepared for some of the negative things that people talk about. Like I don't know if you've experienced this. I, I'm sure you have. If you have children, if you've been pregnant, like everybody just prepares you for how terrible it's going to be with sleep. And yes, okay. Those first stages of baby infancy, like all of those days of just feeling so exhausted because you're not sleeping very much and you're up feeding a baby every few hours. Like, yes, that's real. But I feel like I was expecting it to be so much worse than it actually was. <laughs> and especially if you go into it, knowing that you're going to need support and really asking your spouse or whoever's around you for that help. It's, it's so much more manageable when you're just able to ask for the help that you need. Because I heard stories about moms who are like, I never got to take a shower. Like what is a shower or, or feeding yourself when you have a newborn. But I really did not experience that. Like, I just felt like I gave myself permission to ask for help or someone else to stay with Jude or hold Jude while I went and took a shower or went and got some food or like had some time to myself. Like, I know that may not be the circumstance for every single person. You may not have all of those resources at your disposal, but if you do have access to help or family members who are um, willing to give you some time for yourself, take advantage of that because you know that I am such a huge advocate for keeping your cup filled because it's that whole thing about you know, like, have you heard that on a plane where they say, you know, you got to put your own mask on first so you can help other people. I feel like it's very much the same in motherhood. Take care of yourself so that you can take care of your children because the last thing they need is a mom who is just burnt out, exhausted, has nothing else to give and can't really be there for them the way that she really needs to be and the way that they need her to be. And so if you are able to prioritize your own health, rest, spiritual health, community, social life, whatever you need to do to feel like you are full, it allows you then to be a really good and present mom. And not that you wouldn't be otherwise, but it just, I feel like it just helps and supports you being the mom that you want to be to your kids if you're able to keep your cup filled. Obviously, there are seasons where it's much busier or it's harder, like we've walked through sickness with Jude and things like that. But as much as you can, to find, find those little pockets of time for yourself where you can recharge and refuel, even if it's five minutes in the morning before you jump into momming, because that's something that's been huge for me. I feel like literally if it's only five minutes, I just need a moment to breathe, get my bearings, and then I can go into mom mode. Because if I wake up and I am just thrown into being a mom and cleaning up messes and feeding and all of these things, like... Some days that's what happens, but if I'm able to give myself a little bit of space to set the tone, set my mindset and get ready to go into the day, 
I just feel so much better. So that's been something also that's been super helpful. Now, when we were walking through sickness with Jude last year, I learned so much about parenting and motherhood and just being okay with not caring what other people think and really being the advocate for your child and seeking answers if you want another opinion and all of those things. Because we walked through a year-long journey of not knowing why our son was coughing and he had pneumonia and pneumonitis and all of these things and allergies. And we had all kinds of testing and blood work and procedures. And it was so long and so exhausting. And I mean, truly ours was a mild case because he didn't have anything serious. So if you have a child that is really struggling with sickness and um, health issues, I cannot imagine like, it's just, it's just such a trying time and you really have to ask for the help that you need and you need that support more than ever. And you need to be like fighting to be on the same page as your spouse, because the toll that takes on parents is just so hard. Like seeing your child go through something that you don't understand and you want answers to, but you don't know how to help them, especially when they're small. It's just so hard. But again, asking for help was a huge thing for us. Also just being willing to be in the process with them and just, you know what, let's take it one day at a time because we are doing everything that we can to help our child. And that's something that I really stand by. Um, I've had conversations with moms about mom guilt, and that is truly a conversation that we could have an entire episode on. And if you want to hear about that, let me know. And I'd be happy to do that because it is such a real thing for moms. And that's another thing I heard a lot about, but then didn't really experience for myself how that can play out until I was a mom. So becoming a mom, I feel like you know, you have those normal things like, oh my goodness, am I making the right choice for my child? Or like, what are people going to think? And honestly, I just got to a point where I was like, I cannot handle that. I did not have the energy to care what other people think about what I'm doing and how I'm making decisions for my child. And so I've just come to terms with the fact that I feel very confident in my mothering. If I know that I am making decisions based on my desire for my child's health, safety, well-being, if those things are in check, then I, I feel good about my decisions that I'm making for my child. And I don't expect myself to be a perfect mom because I'm not. I will never be a perfect mom. I'm going to make mistakes. And something that our pastor's wife always says is that is why we have a savior. Like you are not expected to be the end all for your child. It's good that your child needs more than just you because that is why we have Jesus. And so for me, that just takes a weight off. Like I'm going to mess up at times. But if I'm willing to apologize and, you know, make it right, that sets a really good example for our children. And it takes the pressure off of you because it's way too much on a mom to feel like you have to have it perfect all the time. It's just not going to happen. And that's so exhausting. But if you are making decisions based off of the love you have for your child and your desire for them to be safe and healthy and well taken care of, then you're doing it right. I just want to say that. Like if you're a mom and you are struggling with mom guilt and you are just feeling the weight of the world on your shoulders, trying to get it all right for your child, you are doing it right. If you care enough to be worried about whether you're doing it right, you're doing it right. I just feel like that's something that I've seen so many moms where they're just, you know, do you think we can get paralyzed by fear and anxiety, especially when it comes to things like sickness? Like that is a scary thing when you have kids. But it's not worth all the anxiety and stress to put on yourself to get it right every single time. So I just hope that if you're a new mom or if you're, an, if you're a mom in a stage where you're just feeling the mom guilt and feeling the stress and anxiety and worry that comes with being a parent, that you can take a breath 
and release it and let it go because God will definitely equip you to be the best parent that you can be for that child because he chose you to be their mom. And so he knows that you have everything you need to be the exact mom that that baby needs. So feel equipped, feel confident in your mothering, because if you love your child and you want the best for them and you're wanting to make the right choices for them, you're doing it right. And you're a really good mom. So let it go. We don't have time for mom guilt. We don't have time for any of that. It doesn't matter what people think. Okay. Because every child is different. Every parent is different. Every family dynamic is different. So there's no, there's just not even a a way that we could measure the quote right way across the board. Does that make sense? So anyway, that's my little tangent on that, but let me think. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I would add about motherhood. Oh, okay. Here's something else that I've learned, especially as a boy mom. And I wonder if you other boy moms can relate, but Jude is very high energy, 100% boy, just wants to play in the dirt literally all day long. (laughs) And there are times when that feels like a bit much to me and I want to rein it in. But I, one day I had this realization of, you know what, that's something that's really special about him. I love that he loves life and that he gets excited about things like playing in the dirt. And I don't want to, I don't want to discourage that in him because I don't ever want him to think that he's too much or that he needs to tone it back. Like I want him to feel like he can be a hundred percent himself and be loved that way because he is so special. And there's so many things about him that are just amazing. And I'm just so proud to be his mom. And so what I'm learning right now in this stage of full on toddlerhood is that I, I want to do my best to affirm the good things about him and never make it something that could be translated as shame to him because everything about him is good. And there are going to be times when there needs to be discipline, of course, But for the most part, I want to, as much as I can, encourage those lively parts about him because that's something that's so awesome about him. And for me, I I just try to take it this way. I try to look at it this way. That excitement and that energy and that zeal for life and that just like bouncing off the walls craziness is going to be so awesome when he's an adult because he will be able to look and see the positive in things. He'll have the energy to take on projects. I see so much leadership in him because he's learning how to channel his energies in the right ways. And as his mom, I tried to do my best to help him do that where it's like, okay, he may be bouncing off the walls and crazy. So what's a way that I can help him channel this energy in a healthy way, like doing a project, doing a task, like let's do an activity together. Let's learn something, you know, like how can I take his excitement for life and help him while he's little and absorbing all of these information and you know, messages about life and what it means to be a human being. Like, how can I best foster those things in him to help him develop into a functioning human being as an adult? Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. Um, But that's kind of the way that I'm looking at this stage that we're in, because there are so many times when I'm like, oh my goodness, just stop. Like, don't do that. That's so frustrating. That's so annoying. Like, I remember the first time I really noticed this and, and this like, Uh, tendency I have to kind of want to tone him down was when he was probably like maybe one, one and a half, anywhere we would go to like the store or literally anywhere, he would say hi to every single person and just want to talk to every single person. And I'm just trying to like get stuff done and hurry in and out and like get on with our day. And then I just realized, you know what? It's so good. Like what a gift that he wants to talk to everybody that he just 
loves people and he wants to be a friend to everyone. He doesn't see anybody different. Like he just wants to talk to every single person he sees because he thinks that they're all awesome. And I was like, man, who am I to like want to tone that down in him? Like, so that's kind of the approach that I'm taking right now. And it's still evolving, but just, that's just one example of how I'm like, okay, that's such a gift about him. So how can I help him foster that in a healthy way so that he can continue to grow and develop that love for people and wanting to be friendly and just wanting to acknowledge people and make them feel loved and special? Like, that's just so cool. So anyway, that's kind of in a nutshell, the approach that I've taken to motherhood, some things that I've learned about motherhood. And if you are a mom right now, who's just really struggling, like, let's be honest, sometimes it's a struggle. Motherhood is not easy. It takes a lot from you. It takes a lot of you and it requires a lot of you. It's a big responsibility, but let me just say this in closing, you are doing a good job. If you are committing to being a child's or multiple children's mom, thank you. Like you are doing something for the future of our world by raising a child and loving a child. Thank you. That's so important. It's such an important job to be a mom. And I hope that you found encouragement in this episode. And I hope that you can find some good community and other moms or even me, like come talk to me about all the mom things. I am still learning all the time and asking all of my questions because we're on this journey together and it's going to be so awesome to see the generation that we raise and the world that they create. So I hope that encourages you today. I hope that you feel loved and honored as a mom. You deserve to be celebrated every day. I'm so grateful for all the moms in our world. Love you guys. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to tune into another episode of the Byword Show. I love having you here and I'm so thankful for your support. Don't forget to share a screenshot of this episode to let me know you were here. I can't wait to talk again soon, but in the meantime, be sure to come hang out with me on Instagram and remember I am cheering you on.